Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show. So stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, episode number 38. In today's episode, I wanted to cover 10 of the biggest lessons I've learned in my personal training business over the last 10 years. I thought it'd be fun to give you guys a little backstory about uh, what's been going on with my business and also uh, where my business started and where my business is headed. Uh, You know, I've been in business now for quite some time, and I still find myself learning new things and new tricks that I can apply to my business every day. And some of the things that I've learned very early on in my business, uh, which have helped get me to where I am currently and help me to continue to uh, grow within my business. Uh, one of the big takeaways I had with my business, what I learned very early on in my business uh, through one of my clients uh, who is a retired dentist. Uh, his name is Jeff. Um, Jeff is one of my in-home clients and I had given him an invoice. This was probably when I first started my first or second year in business. And I gave him an invoice as I was leaving And after I handed him the invoice, he said, would you like me to pay you now or would you like me to pay you on your next visit? And I said, oh, you know, no problem. You could pay me on my next visit. And he stopped me dead in my tracks and he said, no, whenever somebody offers to pay you money, you take it right then because you never know what tomorrow holds or if anything will change from day to day. So whenever somebody offers to pay you money, you accept it. And um, that was a lesson I learned very early on in my business. And from that moment on, I, whenever somebody offers to pay me right then or pay me in full, I accept um, 100%. I know that this lesson kind of seems silly, and of course, you would think, of course, I'm going to accept the money, but sometimes when you're in business and you're just starting out, you know, you don't want to feel pushy or feel like you are expecting that money from somebody, um, so you give them the invoice and you're a little hesitant um, to collect on that invoice. Um, this was a perfect example of um, learning uh, as I went, that when I give somebody an invoice and they offer a payment, pay me for that invoice um, to accept it right then. Um, so that was a lesson I learned very early on in my business, and uh, it's had huge div- dividends on collecting and being confident in collecting uh, when I give clients invoices. The second um, lesson I learned very early on in my business was uh, to not judge a book by its cover. And um, this lesson I learned through a client um, named Terry, and again, was uh, early, very early on in my business, a lot of my business was uh, in-home training. Um, there's a really remote uh, mountain town in our area called Three Rivers, and that's where I do uh, some of my in-home training. And um, uh, this particular client, I pulled up to her house, and um, it was uh, it was a, a trailer park, and it uh, was by no means a nice trailer park. And a lot of you may know that in-home personal training is quite expensive, so I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? This, There's no way that this lady's going to be able to afford my uh, personal training service. This is just going to be a huge waste of time. Um, got into the trailer house, you know, went through the consultation and uh, sales process with uh, Terry. And um, when I showed her the price, she 
paid me in full for the price. And this was a lesson I learned on very early on in my business, uh, never to uh, judge a book by its cover or predetermine what a sell or what somebody is capable of purchasing within a consultation or um, sales uh, presentation because you never know and what to expect and uh, never judge a book by its cover. Always treat everybody the same and you never know what uh, the outcome may be. The third lesson I learned uh, in my business comes through a client by the name of Gary. And um, this is an example of what I call stay in the conversation or keep front of mind awareness uh, for clients. And um, Gary is the client that I actually started fairly recently. And um, when he came in for his consultation or called for his consultation, he said, hello, Andy. And he spoke like he knew me um, personally. And um, as we got to talking, he's like, I've been on your um, newsletter list for six years now, and um, I really like the information that you put out, and I'm finally ready to come in and join your personal training service. So this is somebody that um, signed up for my newsletter via my website. So it's very important that you have a newsletter of some sort. You know, for me personally, I use Bedros Koulian's Fit Pro newsletter. It's fantastic. Um, there are several others out there available to you um, that you can choose from. Some are copy and paste. Um, a Weber is a great service as well that I use for several of my other businesses. But um, anyhow, this is an example of stay in the conversation, as one of my mentors, Eric Lafome, talks about, is keeping that front of mind awareness with somebody, and you never know when they're going to be ready to make that purchasing decision, whether it's through a newsletter or some sort of regular contact that you make with that person, whether it's a mailer a couple times a year or what have you. You never know when that person is going to be ready to purchase from you or when the time will come when they're going to need your services or be ready to refer somebody to your services. So um, it's very important to stay in that conversation with them over the years because, again, you never know when they're going to be ready to purchase or when they're going to be ready to refer somebody and spend money with you. And this particular person, Gary, came in. He's been a fantastic client, and he was already pre-sold on my service from receiving regular com regular newsletters from me and regular conversations from me. So this is an example of that I've learned in my business about stay in the conversation. Okay, number four in my list of top 10 is uh, being coachable. Uh, you know, my story is I start a business. Um, I've been in business, uh, as you guys have heard me say several times, I've been in business now for about 10 years. Um, I've been a full-time personal trainer for 13 years. And um you know, three of those years I worked for somebody else, uh, learned uh, how to manage a business, learned, uh, you know, how I wanted to run a business, branched off on my own, started my own small personal training studio, uh, started in a little 400 square foot office where I trained one to two clients at a time. I was there for about eight months before I branched into a thousand square foot um, building where I've done all semi-private personal training over the years, where I train um, three to six clients at a time for 30-minute long training sessions. And um, also they do cardiovascular training sessions as well. So, um, And from that studio, I branched into about a 2,000-square-foot studio, which is, is where I am now. Um, love the space, same style as far as personal training, all semi-private. And my target market um, is 45 years and, and up, um, predominantly women. Um, those are the ser clientele that I service. But um, getting back to point number four is about being coachable. You know, over the years, I've had a lot of success with my business. And I have been about, I've been at the $100,000 a year mark for 
probably the last eight plus years and heading into um, 2015, which is the year that just ended, um, I hired, as many of you hear me talk about, I hired a sales coach um, by the name of Eric Lofholm, who has really helped me take my business to the next level. Um, this last year, uh, I was I grossed 150000 and um, this year my goal is to be at the $200,000 mark. And I say these things, you know, not not to brag by any means, but just to let you guys know what is possible uh, when you are coachable and when you learn the techniques and the things you need to do to take your business to the next level and have that accountability factor um, from a coach or and or mentor that is um, going to hold you accountable to what you specify your goals are. And it's paid huge dividends within my business. Um, you know, in 2015, I made more money and I actually work less. And that's not to say that I am not putting in a schedule just like you guys. Um, you know, I say I'm in the trenches, uh, personal training business owner, and it's true. You know, I still start my morning. I see my first clients at 4.30 in the morning. I work from 4.30 in the morning till 11.30. Uh, I take a extended lunch, uh, about three-hour lunch, where I run errands, you know, connect with networking partners, uh, take a nap usually. Uh, to recharge. And then I also train again in the afternoon, usually picking up around two and ending about four 30. Um, that's a month. Those are, that's my schedule for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I'm sure a lot of you are doing the same thing. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, my schedule is a lot lighter. I see clients from four 30 AM till seven 30 AM. I do a couple of in-home appointments and I'm usually home by nine 30 or 10 and I have an extended break until two. And again, I see clients tell from two to four 30 and, um, you know, I'm doing something that I really love doing. I really still love seeing clients. I really love interacting with clientele. My schedule is exactly how I want it currently for some of you, you guys may want other things, but as a personal trainer and or fitness business owner or entrepreneur, we are always looking uh, maybe at other people as examples um, for what's going on with their life or how many businesses they have going. For me personally, I'm happy with the studio that I have. I'm happy with the clientele that I currently have. Um, I still have goals and aspirations of reaching that $200,000 mark. And I believe that I will get that this year. And I believe that what's possible for me in that studio and that space is $250,000 and a year. And that is my ultimate goal. So uh, point number four is just remember to be coachable, you know, accept coaching and or mentorship from people that have learned before you or that are doing something that you want to do and learn those lessons and tips and techniques and apply them to your business. You know, over the years, I've had several mentors, um, Pat Rigsby, uh, John Spencer Ellis, um, Bedros Koulian. Um, These are all big uh, names in the personal training, business coaching arena. I've purchased several programs from each of them, all having huge impact within my business. Um, And as many of you know, I went outside of the personal training industry to hire um, Eric Lofholm, who has paid huge dividends for my business. So um, just remember, uh, be coachable, learn from the advice of these professionals um, and or myself uh, and apply them to your business and uh, watch your business grow. Okay, tip number five. Tip number five is scripting. 
And what I mean by scripting is uh, knowing exactly what I'm going to say when I receive a telephone call to schedule a consultation and or coaching session from a lead or knowing exactly what I'm going to say to that consult in within that consultation to the new lead or prospect. Um, I know many of you watch um, comedies or watch stand-up comedians and um, you may notice that when you if you've watched a movie over and over again, you laugh or at the same time, or um, when a comedian's on stage, if you watch one show and were to stay and watch the second show, the comedian sets these lines up where they know exactly when the audience is going to respond and when exactly when the audience is going to laugh. And that's the same thing that's very powerful within your scripting of your consultation and or sales process. When you know exactly what the prospect's response is going to be, you have an advantage over what the next step is for your sales process. So scripting it out, not winging your sales presentation gives you an advantage within that consultation because you know exactly what your prospect is going to say and or where the consultation is going to be led to. So um, my advice to you is to know, have your consultation scripted out to a T and follow it each time. You may notice now that you actually may not have it written down, but you say the same things over and over and over again to a prospect that's in front of you. Um, my advice would be just to script it out so that if you are giving the presentation, you are rock solid on it. Or if you have one of your assistants doing the presentation, they're um, delivering it just as you would. If scripting t- uh, for you is something that's extremely foreign and you're not exactly sure what I'm talking about, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to me, um, shoot me an email, or ask me any questions. Uh, I can be reached at andy at fitprobusiness.com. I would love to help you with this process. Um, but uh, scripting has been key to my business and knowing that my consultation is going to be the same whether I'm delivering it or somebody else is delivering it. And I know I can predict what the results are going to be uh, once I have that um, prospect in front of me. So um, scripting is uh, tip number five. And I would highly recommend that you do that within your business and that you are not winging your sales presentations because when you wing your sales presentations, you get wing it results. So anyhow, um, scripting is number five. And um, number six for the um, for my top ten lessons are, is scheduling your workday. And uh, what I mean by scheduling your workday is um, I kind of touched on this earlier when I gave you guys an idea of what my schedule is. Um, I think this has paid huge dividends in my business, not only for myself personally um, because of my keeping my sanity and. Um, knowing that I have particular specific work hours. Um, but I think it's also been key to um, keeping my clientele uh, also in check because my clientele know in advance what my schedule is and that I do not deviate from that schedule. And it, it helps clients to uh, respect your time and also know that um, when you are gonna, when you're at work, you are at work for those sp- specific hours. Um, I know for myself, certain clientele that we have that have rotating shifts or we see a lot of nurses, um, they tend to have shifts that change regularly. So a lot of them um, move around as far as their schedules and them having the security of knowing these are the hours that the studio is open, that we will have somebody on staff there during those hours um, allows them to have that peace of mind that know, knowing when they sign up for a program that um, those are the hours that we have set and that we are going to have somebody there regardless of what their schedule is. Um, 
But for me, the biggest thing with the scheduling is just uh, my peace of mind and keeping my sanity. A lot of times when you are starting your business, you know, you get pulled very thin and you're wanting to take as much business in as you can. And sometimes your first instinct is to change what you have already set as far as scheduling, like maybe seeing somebody during a lunch hour when that's normally your break. Um, my recommendation for you would be um, set your hours and stick to it. Um, clients will respect you for it. And in the long haul, if you're working those same set hours um, and working during that time, whether you're seeing clients or not seeing clients, it allows you to set that mindset of of working during the time that you've set for those hours. So that would be my recommendation. Schedule your work hours um, in advance and do not deviate from it. Lesson number seven is keeping a client's first mentality. Um, What I mean by this is that a lot of times within our businesses, sometimes we forget that the clients are the ones that are paying our bills and that um, we put our own personal goals on clients. And remember, I always try to remember to meet my clients where they're at, you know, what train them to what their specific goals are and not to what my goals are. I've seen this time and time again, where, uh, somebody signs up for a personal training program and uh, instead of it being their goals for themselves and physically and or mentally within the training program, the personal trainer puts their own, what they feel that person's goals should be on them. And a lot of times that's not what they want. So um, try to remember to always put a client's first mentality within your business and meet clients where they're at and with what their specific goals are. And always remember that the client is the one that is paying you for a service that that they want, not what you want. So uh, keep a client's first mentality within your business. That's uh, lesson number seven. Lesson number eight is to know what is possible for you and your business and to set big goals. Um, I know, again, when I started my business, um, you know, going as a full-time personal trainer 13 years ago, just to give you a little backstory. Um, at that time I was working for an insurance company. I was taking phone calls, uh, answering, uh, medical insurance questions over the phone, sitting at a desk, uh, for eight hours a day. Um, did not like the job whatsoever. Um, however, it was a great job provided for my family. Um, at that point in time, I had a wife and a young child And um, I was also working um, part-time as a personal trainer. And um, after long conversations with my wife and after realizing what I thought was possible with personal training, I told my wife, you know what, I'm going to give personal training um, my full-time attention and um, see what's possible. So I went to work uh, full-time at the studio I was working at at the time underneath uh, somebody else. Uh, and I worked full time as a personal trainer under him for about three years, um, you know, learning my craft, building my business. And at that same time, I started um, underneath the studio, I started branching out on my own um, as an in-home personal training trainer. And um, I realized I can market myself. I can make my own money. I didn't have to um, share the income that I was obtaining. And also I was just looking to um, make more money and provide for my family. Um, at that, within those three years, I had a, my second child and my wife has, um, 
always been a stay-at-home mom. Um, now, within our business, she helps me with all of my uh, bookkeeping and um, running of my business, and she's a very integral uh, part of my business. Um, but initially, she was uh, staying home with our children. Our children now are um, 14 and 11, and they keep us extremely busy with sports, but um, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but anyhow, um, but just I want you guys to remember, you know, what is possible within your business, you know, through personal training, you know, some people may look at it as a hobby or a side job. Uh, for me personally, this is what I do to make a living. And for some of you, um, you guys may be doing it part time now and want to go full time. Um, I want you to know what is possible if you really apply yourself and look to grow your business and learn how to grow your business. Um, initially, I would have never thought that it would be possible um, for me to be where I'm at currently, um, you know, owning my own business, um, providing for my family, um, you know, having extracurricular activities for my children. Um, my wife and I uh, own our home, um, and we also have a rental home. Um, but all of these things are what's possible if you apply yourself to the business of personal training and um, setting big goals for yourself. You know, if I can do it, you can do it. Anything is possible if you apply yourself to it. And um, I can have complete faith in you guys in your in your abilities and what you guys are capable of. And the reason I say that is because you are taking the time to educate yourself and to listen to this podcast and um, are showing that you are coachable and uh, willing to learn um, the business of personal training and the, the craft of, of growing a business. So um, that's the reason I say that um, it is possible for you because uh, you are here, you are listening to this podcast, and you are looking to advance yourself and grow. Okay, lesson number nine. Uh, that I've learned in my business is the law of reciprocity. Re, excuse me, the law of reciprocity. Try saying that ten times fast. Um, also, what I call the ripple effect. And what I mean by the law of reciprocity, I learned this through a um, Brian Tracy book, uh, Maximum Achievement, uh, a long, long time ago. But the law of reciprocity basically means when um, you give something to somebody of value they um, in return want to give you something of value, which generally is money for your services. So um, this is something that I've um, done particularly with my business as far as marketing. Um, I give away a lot of information, whether that's articles on a regular basis, blog posts on a regular basis. Um, I do that a lot specifically to my target market, um, a, a lot through Facebook. But um, the, I give a lot of information away to that target market and in return they see me as their trusted advisor and are willing when they need my services or are know of somebody needing my services I'm the first one that comes to mind so um, give things of value to other people offer up a complimentary consultation and training session that invokes the law of reciprocity when you deliver a um, consultation and or free training session um, usually in return for that they're willing to pay you for your services um, also, um, with, with that said, I also said the ripple effect and what I mean by the ripple effect as far as marketing is concerned is to be proactive and, um, have action within your personal training business. I know a lot of times when I am out actively marketing, um, whether that's through networking or, or putting out my newsletters at specific businesses, um, a lot of times I will notice, 
a direct direct correlation that with my leads and things of that nature that I tend to receive is, and usually they're not really even from the actual marketing events and or um, newsletters that I've left out. It's just that I've been proactive with in my business and the leads always tend to come in. Um, I don't know if it's a mindset thing or if um, what the actual cause of the actual leads coming in, but I know that every single time that I am proactive within my business and marketing and actively seeking new business, whether it's through one piece of marketing or not through that piece of marketing, I always, the leads always come in. So my recommendation to you is to be proactive and invoke the law of reciprocity reciprocity, and um, also watch that ripple effect start to take place and the leads start to flow into your business. Okay, and finally, number 10 is to eliminate excuses. Um, This is probably my top, top, top of the 10 on this list. Um, You know, I don't know how many times I've heard this over and over again through other personal trainers, personal trainers in in my area that have either folded up shop or um, their business numbers are down and what excuses um, they make for the lack of business that they have. Um, my goal within my business to, is to never make excuses. You know, everybody can make an excuse for why their business is down or why they're not getting leads. You know, in my area alone, I can think of five or six small personal training studios that are within a, I'd say a five to 10 mile radius of my studio. Um, you know, I personally feel like there, if there are other personal training studios opening up around me, I do not take it personally. I do not get angry about it. You know, I look at it like, hey, everybody feels like there's um, more than enough people to go around. And my goal within my niche of my personal training is to have my piece of the pie. And all that I care about is getting my piece of the pie as long as I'm doing what I need to do to, you know, market to my specific clientele, I know that I'm going to continue to get those leads and that my business is going to continue to grow. So please eliminate all of the excuses um, within your business. Take ownership for yourself and where your business stands currently and um, do not push blame off onto uh, anything like the economy or another business is opening up. You know, we can all make excuses for you know, various things that are going on within our businesses. But the second you take ownership and eliminate all excuses from your business uh, is is the same at the same time you start to take action within your business and you start to take ownership for your business and you will take your business to the next level. Um, I know from experience, I grew my business or started my business right when the economic uh, crash happened. And, um, you know, I can tell you that I'm still here. I'm still growing. Um, a lot of people folded up shop at that time and, uh, it is possible if you eliminate excuses. So my advice to you is to eliminate all excuses from your business and where your business is at this current moment in time and continually look to improve yourself and to grow your business. It is possible apply yourself, look at all the areas of your business where you could be doing better. Um, My coach, Eric Lofholm, has what I call a level 10 exercise. And what the level 10 exercise means is 
examine different aspects of your business, lead generation, sales, marketing, time management. How are you honestly doing with those aspects of your business? Are you currently playing at a level seven or higher on a scale of one to 10? Or are you playing at a one through five? If you are playing at a one through five, I can tell you right now that you will not grow your business, that in order to grow your business and to be proactive, you have to be playing at a level seven or higher within your business on a daily basis. Well, there you have it. My top 10 uh, lessons I've learned in business over the years. Uh, I hope that you've received value from this uh, podcast. If you have any questions or would like to schedule a complimentary 30-minute business strategy session, please feel free to email me, andy at fitprobusiness.com, or you can visit fitprobusiness.com under the contact me page and schedule a complimentary 30-minute business strategy session um, where we will dive into your business and see what aspects um, you could be playing at a level seven or higher at within your business. Again, thank you for your time, and I hope that you are um, getting value out of the Fit Pro Business podcast. I will be delivering a podcast every week on Sunday. Some of them will be with me personally. I'm delivering a podcast just like I did today, and then the others will be with marketing with uh, other professionals in their in their area of expertise whether that's marketing sales and or business growth mindset and things of that nature so uh, please continue to support the show and i hope that i am will continue to deliver value to you and your lives and your business till next time have a great one thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash itunes and leave a review until next time Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.